How is it that there are independent musicians out there who have no ties to any big record labels or financial backing able to get their music heard by millions of people and live out their dreams of being full-time musicians? That's the question, and on this podcast, we will discover the answers together. I'm Lizzy the Gifted, and this is the Music Mastery Podcast. All right, guys, so um, super excited about this interview today. We got my man, Excel, um, spelled E-X-E-L. Really, really excited, man. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. I just found out about you via Instagram. Um, fuck, yeah. like a few days ago, I feel like. like we just yeah, connected man. like a week ago, huh? Yeah, for real, man. The power of the internet, right? It's crazy. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So first off, man, I just first of all wanted to say, like, I guess the way I stumbled upon you was, you know, I was going through hashtags looking just to network, and I saw – you were talking about a song where you had gotten a bunch of streams and you, it seemed like you had some success on this one single, um, yeah. on orange, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, correct. Um, checked out the song. It's obviously a banger, right? And I want to get, thank into you so much. Too. Yeah. So just dude, t- I want to, you know, so the podcast that I do, it's called music mastery podcast. Basically it's all about like documenting the journey of artists, uh, at the ground level and just trying to shed any kind of light I can for the musician community. So tell me about the success you had um with with that song and what you attribute to the success and just kind of kind of like what ended up happening with that okay yeah awesome uh first of all like i said thank you so much for having me um and so really the success of the song is i don't think that you can ever really tell if something's gonna be successful or not Mm. you know what i mean to you something might be a hit but to the general public i mean it's so it's not really based on you it's really just based on public reception. Um, and that's unfortunate sometimes (laughs) and that's fortunate sometimes, you know, so with the song itself though, uh, as far as like marketing goes. So my one friend had recorded it, he's a producer. And then another friend of mine had co-wrote it and co-produced it with me as well. So, you know, we sat on the song that was actually recorded in the winter time. And we sat on it because we're like, yo, we got to release this in the summertime. We can't release this in the winter, you know? Um, so when we had released it, I was watching a lot of uh, Gary V. Are you familiar with Gary V? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So we're on the same wavelength thing. Um, so when I had released it, I looked up his stuff and he was talking about like, think outside the box, think outside the box. And I'm like, what the hell does this guy mean? Think outside the box. <laughs> so uh, he's preaching like TikTok, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'll make a TikTok. I used to be like class clown in high school. So I'm like, okay, I'll try TikTok. So I did like stupid videos on TikTok and everything. And then one day it came to me, I was like, I'm going to chug a bottle of hot sauce to promote my new song. And, <laughs> and everyone okay. was like, Everyone's like, what? Because I had talked about it to a bunch of people. They're like, huh? I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Long story short, I chugged a bottle of hot sauce. The video's up to 300,000 views on TikTok right now. Damn, bro. <laughs> and, and, awesome. and in the video, in the video, I'm like, yo, stream my new song, link in my TikTok bio. And that's what's been helping to blow up the song was that all I did was chug a bottle of hot sauce, which I don't recommend to anybody. But, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, but what happened was 300,000 views. And then with other promotion, like Instagram targeted ads, things like that, uh, getting on playlists. Right now the song's on, I believe, 90 playlists on Spotify. Okay. All that really attributed 
to the success of the song was because um, I'm sure you you notice as an artist as well when you see a lot of people promote their songs usually it's just a video of them and they're like hey you know my name's so and so and I have a new song out and it's like okay cool but what kind of value are they bringing in that video that makes me want to turn off whatever artist I'm currently listening to and care about them you know uh, not trying to sound disrespectful but that's just how it is yeah, you yeah. already kind of have your uh you know 10 artists that you listen to daily mm-hmm. so what are they bringing to the table that those artists aren't well for a lot of people it's entertainment so if you already give them value off the back whatever it might be you know if it's a funny video or a really engaging video you're already giving them value before they haven't even listened to your song so not saying you have to chug hot sauce but me chugging hot sauce and then being like yo listen to my song they're like okay well i feel like i have to listen to his song now you know because he just did this so now i'm interested now i'm invested and that's what really blew up the song uh in, in my opinion you know so i think for a lot of artists you have to give value not just in your music but add to that add your personality add anything that you can to make people really care about you as a person first and then your music comes second so when they're invested in you when they already like you they're automatically gonna like your music because mm. now they're looking at you like a friend uh or someone they can confide in someone that makes them laugh other than just a random person trying to shove their music down their throat Dude, there's so many freaking gems in there, bro. Like, that's insane. Oh, thank it's crazy, you, thank you. crazy that you, uh, that's such an interesting, because see, like, like, so me personally, I probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be down to chug a bottle of hot sauce, but you've got me thinking, well, right, right. what's my bottle of hot sauce, quote unquote? What's going to be yeah, my thing yeah. that I do to catch people's attention that would get them mm-hmm. to, like you said, care about me and then want to listen to the music, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's all about no matter what it might be because you know I believe if you're a musician, you're already an entertainer somehow, some way. Yep. So, like you had said, what is that other thing that you can bring to the table where it's some kind of video or something, and then people are just so invested, you know, and it makes them want to go click your song. Right, hundred percent. And that's that's and and I, I I'm sure because you listen to Gary V right? Mm -hmm. Relating to that, it's also like the thing that I'm always like really heavy on preaching is what Gary Vee says, giving yourself more at bats. Yeah. Right. And just putting yourself out there like a lot Mm -hmm. consistently and frequently, you know? Yeah. And uh, you had sent me the other day, kind of like how that, how you grind, you know, you do this every two weeks, you do this every day, stuff like that. And like that inspired me. So, you know, just connections like you and I have made where you find something I did that inspired you, but you give me your rundown of what you do every day, mm-hmm. weekly. And I'm like, yo, that inspires me. And that's oh, wow. what people need as well. People need that as well to kind of, you know, look at everybody else and be like, wow, okay, this person inspires me. So what can I do to get to that level, whatever it might be? So it's all about giving yourself more and more and more and more chances and taking risks. I think that's another thing that people need to do is take risks, especially, you know, I'm only in my 20s. 
I got all the risks in the world right now and I'm willing yeah. to take every single one of them. You know what I mean? Right. I'm willing to take every single one. So let's say the hot sauce chug didn't work out on TikTok. Okay, well then I'd find something else. And in every mm. single video, I'd promote that song and I'd do something to try and get people over to that song. And then once something works, I keep doing that for a little bit until it stops working. And then I refigure it out and then I do something else. That's, that's adapting. You know, that's just mm. adapting every single time. Because the more, like you said, uh, the more at-bats that you have, the more opportunities you're going to have. I mean, it's, it's going to work out if you step up to the plate every single time. You swing a thousand times, the thousand first time is going to be a home run. I almost guarantee it. Right. No, 100%, bro. And it's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, I think that, like, just trying to, one of the, I'm starting to see, like, just, doing this for such a long time mm -hmm. that like there's a few dis different aspects to trying to win. And one of them is the music. Then there's like content, but then there's like, mm -hmm. then there's like the networking, for example, like what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot yeah. of people oh, yeah. miss out on that, you know? Yeah. I'm really glad that you brought that up. Uh, I was in a podcast last week and they were talking about networking and the guy on the podcast had said how, a lot of artists think that whatever genre they're in is too oversaturated. Yeah. And I, I think that's already shooting yourself in the foot. If you believe that, if you believe there's no room for you, you're never going to have a room for yourself. Mm. So uh, what I did from the beginning is when I first started doing uh, this genre of music, the, uh, the pop rap kind of music that I do now, um, I did a video and it went viral. I did some covers of Post Malone's music. And they went viral on Facebook. Uh, long story short with that, a page over in Brazil, fan page that had like half a million fans had shared it and then just popped off. Oh, cool. And how that happened was I would sit on my computer, on my phone, every single night after releasing the video. And I would just get a hold of page after page after page after page to uh, his fan pages until something like that happened. After that happened, after I gained those views, I found out who Post Malone's uh, former producers were. I found out who his former managers were. I did all of that work on Instagram and then I DM'd everybody. I don't care what kind of blue check mark they had by their name, I DM'd every single person. So once I DM'd like former producers, I actually became friends with one of his former producers and I did some songs for him that are going to be coming out this year. Uh, his former producer, not post, but I mean, that's what it is. It's all about the grind and the networking because you have to DM everybody. You know, once everybody figures out that we're all on the same level, we're all just human. That blue check mark doesn't even matter anymore. I mean, people should start DMing people like Justin Bieber. And be like, yo, I want to talk to you as a person. And once you're on that level, once you break down that barrier and they see that you just want to talk to them as a person and that like they're on a super high pedestal, it's, it's limitless. It's really limitless. So I think more people should take the chance and just DM until Instagram blocks them from DMing people, no matter yeah. who they are. You know what's so crazy, bro? I love that you talked about that. Man, kudos to you. And congrats on having some of your hard work at rewarded because I know how hard it is when you work hard and 
you don't see any rewards of your effort and you really, you did. And that's cool. Like that's, that's really inspiring. And thank you to just drive your point home even more, you know, um, there's people that I've linked up with via Instagram that like, I never thought, and they're not like blue check mark, like what you said, but like certain people, like we, I mean, just like they're a little bit smaller of influencers, but they're like big in the yeah. industry. They like yeah. will respond. They're like in the, mm-hmm. in the community, like pretty, like they're in the trenches. You wouldn't expect it, but like, and if you're just too like shy or hesitant, to like just shoot someone a DM, you're missing out on a possible opportunity. It's just like you said, bro. Like, yes, yes. Yeah. Like I got this dude named Adam Ivy on the podcast. I don't know if you've ever yeah. heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. He's so yeah. cool. So yeah. I'm in his, I was in his soul music masterclass. It's a course of his that I got and yeah. he's like pretty into his community. And then like, I just was mm-hmm. like interacting with him and then he started interacting with me. He interacts with all the students, but then he posted something on his story yeah. like, hey, anybody who has a podcast, I'm trying to get on it, like email mm-hmm. me. And I was like, fuck, dude, I have one. So like I got him on the pod, bro. And he did an hour interview and um, it, he dropped hella gems. And I'm just like, bro, this is yeah. a dude who I've seen grow. And like just from like DMing and like not like exactly what you said, you know, mm-hmm. getting somebody on. And, and it's just it's just crazy that that's a huge piece that people are missing out on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's actually funny you say that because, uh, uh when I first started linking up with Post Malone's people, I got a hold of Adam Ivy and it's just crazy. It, dude, it's crazy how you and I are on this wavelength right now. Um, so I, I got a hold of Adam and I was like, yo, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, what should I know? You know, um, mm. this, that, and the other, like working with this person, what should I know? What kind of knowledge should I have? And I'll tell you what, man, within a few days, he got back and like, was like, yo, congratulations. Here, you have to know, you know, here's what you should look out for um, as far as if deals or anything came your way, you know, stuff like that. Sure. And I mean, like you had said, he's always grinding and he's one of those people that success to them is so big that they will not stop grinding even once they reach that point. And like, that's inspiring even when they reach that point, they still want to go further and further and further. And so he's really inspiring too. him and Gary V. I would say are two huge uh, inspirations that I found over the past year. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Me too. Big time. So dude, let's talk a little bit about the music itself. Um, yeah. So listening to your song orange, right? Fun song. It, 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 it puts you in a good mood and then mm-hmm. noticing your Instagram, like just for example, today, you posted like the ask me anything, like ask me anything. And you yeah, just yeah. bring this, like, you're funny. You bring this kind of happy, like I'm in a good mood and I want to bring that to you. And you obviously from talking, you seem like a positive guy. And yeah. in the song Orange, it really seems like your personality showed in the song. So I kind of want to know, based on like your personality and who you are, because I don't really know you well, how mm-hmm. do you like, what? What kind of, I want to know what kind of like vibe you're trying to go for with just your music in general. Like what's your lane and like, what's your inspiration for making music? Okay. Awesome. And great question, by the way. Uh, I'm really glad that you brought up, you know, asking like what the lane was. Um, so for me, you know, um, kind of my sh- uh, short story is when I was younger, when I was like four years old, I was diagnosed with uh, depression. 
at such wow. a young age. Yeah, four years old, man. I, I can't even believe it sometimes myself. Um, four years old, I was diagnosed with clinical depression, anxiety. Uh, father was an alcoholic. Um, tried to get close with him. He passed away a few years ago. Uh, but we, him and I never really got as close as I think uh, we both wanted to be until, you know, he started getting sick. And then it was like hard, you know, for him and I to get close. Um, so for me, to make the story short there, for me, it was because I've been through so much um, bad things that I really just want to start going through good things. I really want to give hope to everybody else. You know, I grew up in a in, in, the, in the struggle, you know, uh, my mom worked like 80 hours a week. It was my brother and I in the household. And, you know, we were poor. We were really poor. And so for me, I make music for people who have been there and for people who want a better future, even if they're already well off, you know, just if they have mental issues, if they have depression, things like that. I want to give people just two minutes of their time just to kind of sit back, relax, listen to the music. If it's something they can laugh at, you know, if there's a joke in there or if it's just a good melody they can whistle to, anything to just kind of hopefully make people feel better about themselves, about their future and things like that. Now, there may be a time, and I have said this before to other podcasts and interviews, but there may be a time where I do, you know, dive a little bit darker in the songs and go through things that I have been through. Uh, but for now, I'm really enjoying this positive wave that I've been preaching in the music and preaching on Instagram, things like that. Um, and people have been enjoying it, too. You know, people have really been enjoying the, the positivity wave uh, because we're living in a tough time. We're living in a really tough time right yeah. now. You know, really tough time for yeah. a lot of people and everybody, you know. Um, so I think sometimes... People need to unplug for two minutes and just look forward to something. Look forward to something, you know. Um, sorry, I lost there for a second. That's all good. Uh, so, you know, that's why I'm making the positive music. And what inspired me to make music, man, uh, my dad, he had a hotel restaurant business. And when I was little, you know, the jukebox was, was there. and um, the karaoke people would be there and they'd do karaoke nights. And I've been around music my whole life, my whole entire life. I've been around that. And I, that's just what made me start doing music. I think I'd been doing music uh, before I could talk properly. I still can't talk properly sometimes, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I've just been around it my whole life. Um, years ago, three, two or three years ago, I was in a rock band. I was doing rock music. And the band, we had gotten notice from Allison Chain's former manager, Soundgarden's former manager. And I spoke to Greta Van Fleet's former manager when I was in that band. Um, but then the band disbanded. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And then I remembered, I grew up on pop and rap music before I ever grew up on rock music. So I was like, I'm going to do this myself. Um, actually, an ex-girlfriend of mine was the one who was like, she heard me freestyle one day. She's like, you should really just do rap. Why don't you do rap? And I was like, yeah, maybe, but I'm doing rock right now, you know? <laughs> and so I got to thank her too <laughs> for getting me to do rap. 
So shout out, shout out to my ex girlfriend. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's funny, dude. But, that is amazing, bro. Like. What an incredible story, bro. Like, that's – that's, and, and what's crazy about it is seeing how positive you were, I was like, he must have had something that he had to work through because everybody I know that's really oh, positive yeah. <laughs> most of the time had something they went through that was tough, and they became yeah. – and they just – so, um, man, I just – I have a lot of respect for you for just going through – Thank that you. thank you i really want to know just from like, i'm very into personal development i'm like obsessed with personal mm-hmm. development so on mm-hmm. that personal development tip like how did you get through first of all bro actually i need you to explain this to me really mm-hmm. when you're diagnosed like with depression and anxiety like how is that different than like Ooh. somebody saying i'm depressed like, what's the difference? What's, the, like, the real difference goes on inside your head? Well, that's a really good question. Um, and this coming from a non-medical professional. Right. Um, I, I would say when, when you're diagnosed, it's kind of like you'll wake up and, and you have no reason. Like, everything will be great. But for some reason, like, you're like, why am I so sad today? There's, I don't know why I'm so sad. I have this, 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 this going on. Why am I so sad? And I think for somebody who's non-diagnosed, um, that has been checked, but hasn't got the actual diagnosis of depression, I think that's kind of like situational. A lot of people are depressed right now because 2020 has just been crazy. You know, and that's situational. That's something they, that just happened. So of course it makes them sad. Kind of like a family member passes away. People get depressed because it's, it's situational. It's a situation they're going through. Whereas clinical depression, in my opinion, is just, you don't know why. You have no idea why you're depressed. Everything else is great. But for some reason, you're just sad. Um, so I, I would say that. I would say that's the difference, in, in wow. my opinion. In my opinion. Right. Um, now, how I got through all of this, man, I don't know. <laughs> right. But, but um, honestly, well, you know, when I was in, um, when I was in school, now I'll start the story back here as well. So when I was in school, uh, growing up, man, I was severely overweight in school, severely. And I got to a point where I started going to therapy because I was bullied, things like that. And uh, a gym ended up opening up in my town. I went to the gym. I, long story short, I lost over a hundred pounds. And wow, you know, now, yeah. Now I mean, now the gyms are closed, so it fucking sucks. But right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, you know, so I went through that myself. I, I got through that. I changed myself there. Um, and that was a huge stress reliever for me. And I still use it as a stress reliever, you know, uh, outside of music, of course. And so I did that and getting through everything else, you know, how, how do you get through, you know, having an alcoholic father? I, I think it was because my mom was so good because my mom is an angel. I think that's what really got me through was having another parent 
and I feel horrible for people who, who don't have two parents, you know, who both of them were alcoholics. I don't know how I would have survived, right. you know, if, if I went through two parents who were like that. Um, now, my dad, I mean, he was never abusive or anything, um, but the alcohol definitely was in between our relationship. Mm. Um, and him and my mom, they were separated. They weren't together um, pretty much due to that. Right. And getting through that, I think, was just the support of my friends who have been blessings my whole life, uh, my mom and my brother, who my brother pretty much felt like my father because my brother's actually uh, over 20 years older than me, actually. And so he felt more like a father. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I hate to say that, but it's just the way it was. You know, uh, my brother had done a lot for me in my life. And my dad tried. He really did. Um, he tried. But it was just, we could never, we just had different opinions on everything. Um, alcoholism was there, all that kind of stuff. So we could never click. Um, and he tried, but we just never clicked. Um, so I think having a decent support system, therapy, I totally recommend therapy to anybody. I know a lot of people, don't believe in therapy, but it is, it had helped me out tremendously. Um, so therapy, uh, having a strong mother, like I did a brother, uh, a strong system in friends. That's what really got me through it. And so did music. I mean, music was huge, you know, getting me through everything. I would write about anything when I was first making music and I still do. Uh, sometimes I just write just to write. And nobody's ever going to hear those songs. And I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you just have to write for yourself and not for everybody else. Um, mm. And, you know, that's what really got me through everything was, was all that uh, encased into one thing. And then me, it's crazy because me from a young age, I knew whatever I did, um, I wasn't meant for a nine to five job. I, I knew that from a young age that I couldn't do it. And I've, I've never been good at nine to five jobs to be completely honest with you. I've never been good at it. Never, ever, ever have I been good at a nine to five job. I never felt like it was my place. I always felt out of place at a nine to five and I was never, never good at it. I was never productive at it, anything like that. And then the one thing that I excelled at was just music or entertainment in general. You know, so I don't feel that people should judge themselves based upon how well they do in school or how well they do a nine to five job, because I know everybody's worth something more than that. So everybody is. And some people are okay with a nine to five and that's okay too. That's fine as well. That's fine as well. But for people like you and I, for people with an artist's heart, it's okay to not be good at nine to five. That's all right. Dude, whoa, bro, that was powerful, man. That was a lot of good stuff. Thanks, you said. I really Thank appreciate you. you sharing everything. I know that's a lot. Um, that's people okay, who are okay. going to hear this are going to appreciate it too. Like the audience is going to really be like, if at this point, if you're listening to this, you're probably like just as shocked as I am at what an amazing story that is. Um, yeah, you touched on a couple of things. Um, not to get too much societal, but well, fuck it, we're going to like a couple of things yeah. you touched on that are kind of wrong with society. Number one, the whole therapy thing. Why is mm-hmm. it that, you know, oh, he's going to therapy, like, sh- 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 mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. um, you know, there's something wrong with him. It's like, well, we, uh, everybody's got something wrong with us, first of all. 
The people yeah. who go to therapy are the ones that are just strong enough to admit it and go get help. And it's it's same thing with going to the gym, bro. You want to get bigger arms or bigger, stronger muscles, yeah. you go to the gym. Mm-hmm. The brain's a muscle. You need to do something to wow. yeah. heal your muscle. I've heard that on a podcast. I can't take the original thought. I heard someone else yeah. say that. And I was like, oh, that's all true. Like, if you broke your yeah. arm, you'd get a cast. Well, if you broke something in your brain, you'd go to a therapist. And I don't think it's not. Wow. It doesn't yeah. need to be looked at like so like oh, he's going to therapy or she's going to therapy. It's like, yeah, I am. Like, my brain's fucked up just like yours is. You're just not admitting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, with the, the the stigma on therapy, I I think because, you know, and I understand um, when when people hear mental illness anymore, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately from the media, the media's portrayal on mental illness, we think about somebody's going to go into a school and shoot up a school. That's what I'm when just people, thinking. Yep. When, when people say mental illness, that's what people think now. Right. And that's unfortunate. That's so unfortunate because mental illness can mean many, many, many different things. And I think if these people would have gotten therapy and admitted to themselves that they're sick because they're, they're sick, they're sick if they would have just admitted to themselves or their family or friends would have said something earlier and just got them admitted, you know, to a psych ward, if that's what it took, I think the world would be a lot different. And I'm tired of mental illness being a stigma. It is something that happens. And like you had said, it is something that almost everybody has somewhere, whether it's just insecurity with themselves or whether it's just some kind of tick in their brain, everybody has something. I mean, right. no one has the perfect brain. Um, and it's really unfortunate, you know, that mental illness is still a stigma. And I really just wish people would go to therapy and admit to themselves that they're sick right. um, and, and do something about it. Do something about it. You know, a lot of people will, will be like, oh, yeah, you know, I have such bad depression. But they're drinking every day. They're smoking cigarettes which i do smoke cigarettes on occasion so i mean we'll be we'll be frank here um you know but they're drinking every day they're smoking cigarettes they're eating super unhealthy they're not going to the gym they're not getting any sunlight you know they're not getting any therapy on top of any of that they're only confined to their nine to five job they don't take any vacations they don't unplug when they get home and do hobbies that they actually enjoy there's so much, there's so much people can do before they even need to go to therapy, but they don't because the, the mm. system, as it were, says, yeah. okay, here's what you're going to do from zero to 18. You're going to have free time. You're going to figure out who the fuck you are. And then when you turn 18, you're going to go to college for X amount of years. You're going to get a degree. You're never going to use that degree, but you're going to go. And then what you're going to do is you're going to work a nine to five job that you hate that has nothing to do with your degree. And then you're gonna pop out a few kids. You're gonna get married, and then you're gonna die, and that's it. Well, you're gonna retire first, right? And you're gonna collect oh, yeah. the 401k. Right. You're you're gonna, you're gonna retire. You're gonna be retired for two months, and then by that point, you're already like 89. So <laughs> <laughs> then you die. Then you die. And it's like, no wonder, no wonder why so many people are depressed because the system, as it were, it's. It's, tell, it's telling you that you cannot go after what you want. You're not allowed. And that's why if, if you have seen on social media, you know, a friend of yours that you used to go to high school with or something, they'll post about getting a promotion at a job, okay? 
oh, I just got this promotion at my desk job. 300, 200, 100 likes on that, right? You or somebody else gets 20,000 streams on a song, nobody gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's something that you did yourself. You, you did that yourself, but no one cares. Why? Because in America, you are not allowed to be the dreamer. The dreamer is not allowed. You are supposed to go with the system. You're supposed to go with the flow. You're supposed to go with the nine to five. And if you advance in that, that's awesome. But if you create your own business, if you create your own way of life, that's anarchy. That's not allowed. But people don't understand, like, listen, the music business is still a business. You're still working. It's different kind of work, but you're working. And then people say, well, there's no money in music. Well, people listen to music every single day. So there's money in it. Trust me. And if you're not getting paid by your streams, you can get sponsorships. You can um, go on like Fiverr and say that you'll do hooks for people. There's a lot of things you can do in music to make money. But people just don't. People just don't go after the other things, you know? Um, And I think that... (laughs) long-winded answer but i think that's why people are depressed (laughs) right all of that (laughs) yeah no and that's cool because we're really what i was asked we were talking about just like society in general um and i think to and i think that like one thing is like i just think a lot of people are uncomfortable with it's kind of similar to why people are uncomfortable with going to therapy because they're also uncomfortable with doing something they really want to do because like yeah. what people really want to do and make money out of is they can't wrap their head around monetizing whatever their passion is. And, you know, I've always said that, bro. It's, it is easy to just get that nine to five and follow the route. It's literally easy. You know, obviously there's some hard work there, but it's right. And like you getting whatever amount of streams you get or whatever success you have, it's like you literally build it yourself with no blueprint i mean you can take video courses but you don't have like an environment where there's a bunch of people you have to make it all on your own and it's scary Mm -hmm. for a lot of people um and i was thinking about it the other day too i've been in this shit for like 10 years you know i know Mm -hmm. you've been grinding on music for a really long time too Mm -hmm. and i mean no matter how much amount of money that i earn i would rather do this than fucking nine to five even with oh, like, yeah. more amount of money you know oh yeah oh yeah definitely you know money is great and money does make the world go round that's just how it is but i think living a peaceful life inside your head and waking up to do what you want to do every day is way better than making i don't know how much at a nine to five every year you know, I would much rather live below my means and be happy and be satisfied with my life rather than live, you know, uh, more, more comfortably, I guess you would say. You know, I'd rather do that than live more comfortably and just hate waking up every day. Are you kidding me? No way. No right. way. And I give credit. I give credit to the people who are okay with doing the nine to five with a white picket fence and having the family and the kids. That's awesome. That's awesome. Not dissing anybody. I mean, you know me, I'm here to spread love to everybody. I even gave a shout out to my ex, spread love to her. 
you know? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> like, like I, I'm here to spread love to everybody, but some people are just built different. You know, some people are just out here to do the things like you and I are doing. And people need music. People need music. People need movies. People need TV. People need that. So it's a product. You're still giving people a product. It's still a business, you know? Um, so I just think whatever anybody wants to do, I just hope they enjoy it. I really do. I hope they enjoy it, whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's kind of the message uh, for that aspect, you know, with the nine to fives. If someone enjoys their nine to five, I hope they do awesome at it. If someone flipped burgers at McDonald's, I hope they're the best burger flipper ever. <laughs> right. Just doing whatever they love doing. Yeah, absolutely. It, exactly, exactly. And that's why I don't understand why people diss, you know, when people are doing music. Because then they're the first people to come back around when that person gets a break. When that person gets an opportunity. They're the first people to come around and be like, I believed you this whole time. It's like, no, you didn't. Where were you? <laughs> right. A hundred percent, dude. Well, well, dude, I mean, this has been such a jam packed interview. We peeled so many layers oh, back. Thank you, thank I you. mean, wow. Thank like you. your story, first off, starting off with those gems, then your deep story. Then we talked society. We covered so many things. Um, and you know, just to round it off, give us maybe one last thing that you want to leave the people. It could be a tip. It could be, feelings about something it could be whatever you want what's like one last thing that you would want to tell people don't ever give up don't mm. ever give up don't ever give up seriously don't ever ever give up uh there's gonna be there's gonna be more hard times than good times i can promise you that but you would never know how far you could get if you just if you never did it if you never did it you would never know Live a life that when you're 80 years old, you're not sitting in the rocking chair and asking yourself, what if? That's <laughs> all I got to say about that. Dude, thank you so much. Seriously, bro. Oh, hey, thank you. No, thank where you. Can, where can people find you on Instagram and Spotify? Spell the name out, plug yourself, all that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so on Instagram, it's at XLTheKing, E-X-E-L, the king. Over on Instagram, TikTok, it's KingXL, King. XL, EXEL. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I have a group called XL Fans, EXEL Fans. YouTube, just look up XL, EXEL. Spotify is over in my uh, Instagram. So if you head over to my Instagram, you'll see the little Spotify thing. Make sure to go there. Uh, it's also on SoundCloud, Orange by XL on SoundCloud, Orange by XL Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. So you can find me anywhere. Just spell EXEL and I'm there. Perfect. I just followed you on TikTok. Oh, oh there's that yes. video of you chugging the hot sauce. Yes. Awesome. Well, there, there, that's that's another one. There's another one. Uh, I from... see you. No, I see the first attempt with the 300. You had a oh, second attempt yes. that didn't quite hit. Yeah. But, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Because the you first know, one hit. That The first one did hit. I mean, if we hit half a million on that, I'll be happy. I didn't expect it. I really didn't expect that at all. You know what, bro? I want to duet this. I'm about to do at this in a minute, this hot sauce challenge, bro. This is lit. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yo, do it. You know what, do guys? And if you're listening to, oh, go ahead, go ahead. And dude, find that hot sauce. Find your hot sauce. Seriously, that's another thing I want to leave people with. Find your hot sauce and literally 
show people yourself first. Once they fall in love with you, they will fall in love with your music no matter what. I guarantee it. Yes. I love it. Guys, honestly, for anybody listening to the pod who's a fan of mine or a fan of this podcast, go check this man out. Okay. Excel's got Thank a you. dope social media presence in general. The, the Instagram is entertaining and fun. I'm, sh- I'm going to check the TikTok out. It already looks like it's going to be a hell of a good time. <laughs> Thank you. Go stream his new song, Orange, on Spotify and save it to your playlist and like it. That would help. I know the algorithm a lot. Um, yes. So, yeah, man, I appreciate you so much, bro. We'll absolutely keep in touch. Thank oh, you for, for your time today, bro. Really, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I should be thanking you. Thank you. You really did a great interview here. And you do great stuff. I look up to you. You know, you think. No, nah, bro. I, I look up to you. <laughs> we look up to each other. And it's just a That's lot of right. love in the building right now. That's right. That's right. Love it. That's right. Man, have an amazing rest of your day, bro. Thank you so hey, much. Seriously. You too, man. Thank you. Thank you. Visions of a legend you can never tie me down. Remember when they hated on me, but they like me now. Dripping way too heavy, gotta wipe me down. Living in the club, they try to strike me down. Visions of a legend, visions of a legend.